Hi, this is Leading With Your Feminine Self with me, Mel Urquhart, the podcast where I discuss all things that have led me to who I am as a woman to date. With a background in fitness and holistic well-being, I explore how life situations have shaped me along the way. Join me each and every week when I discuss topics and issues that I and other women have encountered along the journey. Each week, we'll be discussing topics that have had an impact in the lives of women and how it has helped shape their feminine identity. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Leading With Your Feminine Self with me, Mel Urquhart. So this week, I'll be talking about a topic that became really important to me on my journey as a young woman, and even still today, is my garden of self. Now, you may be thinking, what is the garden of self? What is my garden of self? So let me explain. Your garden of self is you, is your spiritual, emotional, physical well-being. It's how you preserve it. It's how you sustain it and what you need to adjust when necessary to find balance. So growing up, it was very different, very different. Taking care of oneself was getting your hair done probably for an event, going to the hairdressers or getting it done at home. I mean, if I go way back, it was when my sister or mum would press my hair with the hot comb. Now, if you remember those days of a hot comb and not the electric ones that you plug in, these were the ones you'd put on the stove and you'd get the stove and you'd sit, you get the chair and you put it as close to the cooker as you could. Your sister or mum would be there with the hot comb waiting. You get the dax, the blue dax or the green, depending on how it was done. And you'd have you'd be sitting there holding your ears down and praying that your ears wouldn't get burnt or you get a scab on your scalp because you would just be praying for this beautiful slick hair to be done. And you see the smoke and your mum or your sister fanning it going on the roots and hey don't move oh just thinking about it is bringing back the heat on my scalp as we speak but my goodness was it worth it when that hair was done oh I felt like a million dollars so that was my probably my early days of self-care and how it was displayed to me in my life fantastic my goodness so as we get older we start going to hairdressers having the salons getting your hair done maybe the finger ways maybe the the extensions the box braids may it be the pin-ups anything and everything had to be on point had to be done so much so that we would even sacrifice a new year's eve in the hairdressers Come on now, because I know I'm not the only one who spent a few New Year's Eves under a hairdryer. Under a hairdryer and knowing that it's gone 12 and we're not going where we want to go. But it was worth it. And I'm not just talking about New Year's Eves. I'm talking about I've sacrificed hours, days, months probably when they're all added up in the hair salon. Because we could spend, our appointments could be at 10 o'clock. And we think, yes, get there for 9.45, get seated, start, I'll be out by 2 o'clock. You know, the optimistic be out by 2. 
you go, you sit down, you're hoping they've seen you. Hi, you're right. Hey, how you doing? I'll soon be with you. An hour, you're still not even under the dryer. You haven't even been washed yet. You go under the dryer. You can maybe spend two hours under the dryer for a treatment or a steam. You come out, get your hair done, you're back there. And who even can explain why it took so many hours? You've gone in in the morning, you come out in the dark. You're probably really hungry. You're dizzy. You know, your day's over. But that was the sacrifice that we did for hair. My mum, my sisters, my friends, we all spent a whole day in hairdressers. Easily done. And we wouldn't think anything of it. It took years. I mean, now, obviously, things, times have changed. But you're not going in at 10 and coming out at 5, 6 o'clock. But I know the days of just spending my whole Saturday in the hairdressers. And that's my day over. But we did it because the styles are worth it. And again, another example of self-care. Those are wonderful memories, fond memories of what my self-care looked like. So as we move forward, we go more into the the nails, if that was your thing. You get your nails done at the nail salon, you'd have that. Eyebrows, possibly. Then we go a bit further into maybe makeup. But that's always something that's kind of maybe more contemporary a bit more in the recent couple of years another thing for us was going to the Kensington fashion show my goodness my oldest sister did art at school sorry at university and the Kensington fashion show was an annual event it was huge we would go and just see the latest fashions come out with bags of clothes just ready for another form of expression with the individuals as we were and it was just such an exciting time I was so free so liberated it was so exciting and again wonderful memories of self-expression and when I associate it it was a part of of our self-care so then we move on to a little bit further in life then we look at the internal work we look at what the spirit might need I begin to look at how I was dealing with things how I was coping with my emotions especially when you have to deal with things on your own because at a point we were able to bounce off with one another I had my sisters I lived at home but when I moved out I had to look at what did I need to to cope with the challenges of life and as much as we're prepared and we have our family only through life experience do we really know how to deal with it. So things were happening in life where I felt that I just wasn't able to to cope. I don't know if I was doing the right thing or how to. So my sister, the one nearest to me, she was just, and she is, a huge advocate of self-work, of connecting with yourself. Now... This is outside of church because we would go to church. We had church experiences. We had that element of religion and a spiritual house in a sense. But the work for ourselves seemed quite distant. So she really helped me begin a a relationship, a love affair in essence with myself. 
And that's where the garden of self came into a whole different play. Because that's when ownership and responsibility of how we choose to function and show up in the world takes another turn. It's not about the aesthetics. It's not about how we can look. But it's how we feel as a character, how we have substance in who we are and how we, in essence, show up in the world and environment that we're in. And I always say this to my friends. It got to the point where all I had was a prayer and a bath. That's where I began to to understand what it meant to be by yourself. So, in essence, a meditation, sitting with self, focusing on what I needed by that stillness, no distraction, and just venting how I felt, the confusion of how I felt, and the desire to figure out where I was in life right now. That was when the work, I suppose, really began. The work began in ways that I didn't anticipate. It wasn't the external anymore. It became the internal. And that's when the previous generation had it very different from us in the sense that at that era we had Ileana Van Sant, we had Oprah Winfrey doing books, we had, not therapy, but we had a different type of holistic ownership of who we were, where before it just sounded a bit, I don't want to say airy-fairy, but you could say that because it wasn't discussed how we would feel, how we would process Elements such as therapy, counselling, were words that started to come up in conversations and in environments of how we can look at working on ourselves as individuals, where before it seemed a very independent, exclusive situation, where now more people were speaking about it, it was more of an open discussion. So our emotional and mental well-being was more out there as opposed to maybe being more introvert before. Well, now with my my sister, she was just amazing. She was so influential in me taking that time and that work for myself. We'd have discussions, we'd have books. We would just speak about where we were, what issues in our life needed healing, what issues in our life did we identify with that helped us, shaped us, didn't serve us and how we can take responsibility and ownership now in our adult years to change things happen to us or due to things happening and seeing certain things it didn't define who we were ultimately we still had the power to change and when you realize you have the power everything becomes an option everything becomes possible because that is the excitement of possibility. I began looking at myself. I began looking who I really was. How was I choosing to show up? And that got me to looking at my hair. That got me on a natural hair journey because at that point our son was I think one and like I mentioned earlier spending hours in the hairdressers when you've got a baby that's breastfeeding, I wasn't really comfortable with having leaky breasts, to be fair. And I wanted to take back that power 
I wanted to say about that control of how I could spend my days on my terms how could I then do things my way with my life my way so I began a natural hair journey which was huge absolutely transformational for me it gave me such empowerment of who I was I found a different love for myself in terms of how I showed up and I was encouraged with this journey with my sisters ultimately my sisters and my mum we all went natural we transitioned together or quite similarly close to each other which was beautiful we embraced it we discussed it we had that kind of sisterhood I spoke about previously and that led off led on to other projects as I've talked about before that was one beautiful side of garden of self for me it then led on to taking care of my body I as I said previously I was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome and conception was virtually impossible for me my periods were very irregular so I committed to loving on myself as I mentioned previously I had an aunt who suggested I go to a herbalist I followed through I explored I invested and again I just went on a whole another journey of discovery my body went through a huge and wonderful transformation and as I said before again we went on to have two healthy wonderful boys naturally just by taking care of my garden, doing the things that were required to heal my body and ultimately produce the wonderful children that we have today. Then I looked at what other elements contributed to who I was. So taking time out, taking time to love on myself, have self-care, that, like I said, ranged from yoni steaming, which was a practice that totally transform my life yoni steaming is an ancient practice that's been around for decades africa asia india it's such a culturally embracing practice for women to take care of their sacred space using natural herbs to not only heal their body but collectively have that womanhood experience together so again i took that practice on board and it brought a closeness to myself to my womanhood to who I was which was absolutely phenomenal so that also was included in my garden of self practice looking at how I would spend time with myself pampering myself you know the products that I use natural products organic products taking care of my skin just loving on the individual changed my life, changed my experience of who I was, changed how I showed up for myself. That's how Garden of Self started. It started from me being in a bath, having a prayer, thinking how can I encourage women to take care of who they are, to see value in putting themselves first, to see the importance of pouring into your cup before we give to others. It was just such a passion for me. And I was inspired with the words garden of self because you have to prune 
and weed away all the things that don't serve you and pay attention to what does, what flourishes, what brings out the best beauty in the woman that you are. So it's really important for women to focus on that, I strongly believe. Again, it was providing yoni steams, herbal teas, organic products for the skin, just making sure that women were having a luxurious experience at home and taking the time out to connect with themselves and enjoy and embrace their womanhood, enjoy their femininity, enjoy connection with who they are and putting themselves as the number one priority, giving themselves permission. So that's how it came about. And the women that I've worked with have made it worthwhile. It's been such an honour, such a privilege to support women, to help cultivate self-care regimes, to incorporate a way of doing things for themselves and prioritising themselves, which has just changed so many people's lives. I'm so grateful for that. That's why I asked you today, how do you take care of yourself? How do you look after your garden? Because it's so easily overlooked. So I'd like to know when was the last time you made a date with yourself? When was the last time that you put yourself as a priority? And how did it feel? When you stopped all the distractions, when you gave yourself permission, what did it feel like? That's the reason that I'm so committed to working with women. Women, we should celebrate ourselves. We should celebrate each other. We should acknowledge that the value that we give to others and the commitment that we give to others is so important that we give it to ourselves because that is where the quality level starts. If you give yourself poor, how do you know you're giving the best quality for others? We have to be the love we want to see in others. It starts with you. So I encourage every woman to make a date with themselves, to treat themselves, to be your best friend and love on you because that's the indicator of how others will treat you. Thank you so much for joining me this week and I look forward to sharing next week's topic with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Leading With Your Feminine Self. I've been your host, Mel Urquhart. Please stay tuned and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook, all under Gardener Self. If you have any questions, please leave them in the comments and I'll look to add them into future episodes. Be sure to follow and leave a review on Apple or Spotify. This podcast was a production of Garden of Self and was produced by The Podcast Boutique.